0: One of the areas which has been touched on in a number of episodes of First Time Mums Chat has been the importance of taking steps to restore your body's flexibility and normal range of movement as you go through your postpartum recovery period. I've spoken with a range of mums and experts who have shared their expertise and i will include links to some of these episodes in the show notes. So please listen to the end of the episode and I'll share where you can find them. In this week's episode, I'm exploring this further with mother of a two-year-old, yoga and flexibility teacher, Devon Garcia. Devon is located in Ontario, Canada, and helps mums to regain their flexibility during their postpartum period. Many of the mums I speak with find exercise regimes and yoga a bit daunting. I think this is because they have an impression of yoga being beyond them. After seeing images of people who are able to contort themselves into all sorts of weird and wonderful shapes with their amazing flexibility, that is certainly me, I think they feel worried that they won't shape up. As you'll hear during our chat, Devon's approach is realistic and you'll hear her talk about her online library of classes, which is ideal for mums who are often time poor I'm unable to attend class at a specific time. Share a number of yoga moves that you can use to help you begin to regain your flexibility after giving births. Talk about the importance of improving your hip mobility to assist your overall body's flexibility. And so so much more. I'm Helen Thompson and welcome to First Time Mum's Chat. I'm a child care educator and baby massage instructor and know that being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged mainly from four weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage. To find out how Baby Massage can help you to increase your confidence and feel more connected with your baby, check out My Baby Massage introduction video at mybabymassage.net forward slash intro. Let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. Hi Devon and welcome to First Time Moms Chat. I'm delighted to be talking with you today all about yoga and how it can help moms to restore their flexibility during that postpartum time. Can you start by telling us about your background and what you do?
1: For sure. Thank you so much for having me, first of all. Yeah, so my name is Devin Garcia, and I'm a yoga and flexibility teacher. And I love working with people, especially busy people. We get so hunched over all day long. So finding that openness so that we can avoid aches and pains is super important to me. And being a mom to a toddler, I know that moms can have a really hard time finding the time to get that practice in
0: (laughs) yeah and being a yoga teacher you can also include your toddler into the exercises as well which can be quite beneficial
1: yes and fun it's so adorable to see them try poses
0: (laughs) yeah I've got a colleague who works in Hong Kong she did baby massage with the same company I trained with and she also did toddler yoga as well and some of the posts she comes up with on instagram are just so cute oh that must be such a, a joyful class <laughs> how do you help mothers to get back into movement after giving birth?
1: so i help them to manage their expectations so there's kind of this expectation that everybody should be able to bounce back into their pre-pregnancy bodies within weeks after giving birth which is completely unrealistic. I would love to just do away with that bounce back culture because your body will never be the same after having a child. And that doesn't mean that you can't be strong and flexible again. It's part of your DNA now that you've had a child. So you should be kind to your body. You don't have to have like a six pack right after giving birth. So that's the number one thing I really try to help new moms to manage, especially with the hormones and everything. You might not feel comfortable in the body that you're currently in right after birth and then before having any children you might have gone to classes regularly and you make the time to go over to a studio or a gym early so you can get a spot that you like and then after the class you chit chat for a bit and then you take a shower and you just take your time to come home and <laughs> after you have a baby you're like Oh, suddenly I don't have those two hours every day to go (laughs) to a gym or a studio. Then it could be hard to find something that works around your and your baby's schedule. So I have an online library of classes so that people can practice whenever they want. So that's something that's really helpful too. And knowing that you might not be able to practice for a whole hour they might have a crying baby that you have to tend to. So if you can get a few minutes in here and there, that might be what your practice looks like for a little while until your baby gets a bit older.
0: Have you ever taught baby yoga? I know baby yoga is great as well because if you can get into a routine with your baby and you, well, then you can do baby yoga as well, which also helps because you're incorporating the baby and you're using a bonding and the communication and social skills as well.
1: Yeah, I don't teach it, but it's a really nice resource for moms who are able to do that. I personally think that one is best to do in person, like at a studio if possible, because then mm-hmm. you get a bit of movement in, but you also get to create a community with other moms who are there who know what you're going through. <laughs>
0: yeah. So are there any particular moves that you would recommend that mothers do after they've given birth to support their muscles and flexibility? So I
1: would say a really important thing is to prioritize what's going on in your body. So that means, no, you don't have to practice to get into the splits necessarily right after having a baby. If you're breastfeeding, you might find that your shoulders are hunching forward all day long. So shoulders opening would be a really great one to do. Yeah. Bring those shoulders back. So really fast and easy one that most people could do is to interlace the fingers behind the back. And that helps to really open the chest and just doing that for a few breaths every now and then can really help open the chest so that you're not hunching forward all the time. Then Hip exercises would be really good because I know when my baby was a newborn, I was just sitting on the couch like all day long, (laughs) feeling a little bit trapped under her. (laughs) So, you can get kind of stiff, especially in the hip joints. So, finding some hip opening a really easy one to do, even at the couch, is if you put one ankle over the opposite knee, so you kind of have that figure four shape, and then you just gently work the bent knee away from you that kind of opens the joint a little bit and even if that's all you can do for a couple of minutes that that will definitely help a bit
0: (laughs) yeah my massage therapist suggested i do that and it really does help the hips
1: yeah and the hips it's like a gateway for the body right not only the hips being sore if you are not moving a lot but it can make your legs sore and it can make your lower back sore like you were saying so Getting some hip mobility in every now and then is really important.
0: Yeah. Just checking whether this is a yoga move. When I teach baby massage, I'm always talking about the move tiger and the tree. You hold the baby under their tummy and you're just rocking them. Is that yes. a yoga move?
1: So it sounds like it could be similar to, you probably know the cat and cow poses that a lot of people start it sounds like it might be similar to the cow pose where you're kind of letting your back arch instead of rounding the cat pose is rounding your back it sounds like it might be sort of similar to that obviously if you're not a baby you're on your hands and your knees instead of being supported
0: yes of course yeah <laughs> it sounds like yoga is very good for helping release all those tensions in the body especially for mums after giving birth i know it can be Quite stressful for mums. And I know that yoga helps with diastasis recti.
1: Yeah, the ab separation that happens. So prior to having your baby, sometimes those muscles are really tight. And then you get that nice big belly when your baby is growing. And then it separates the muscles a bit. And that can be really tough for recovery afterwards. So a lot of gentle core work, even working on pelvic tilts can help that when you're starting back into your ab training a lot of people might feel like they want to do it right away because they have the perception that's going to help them lose the baby weight but you'd have to certainly check with your doctor to see if you can do that stuff you should not be doing (laughs) sit-ups right away or anything like that but yeah pelvic tilts which is something that can be a very tough movement for people to understand saying pelvic tilts makes sense to most people. Oh yeah, I can visualize what that means, but then putting it into practice can be really hard. So a good example of that is a forward fold, just like simple standing forward fold. So many people round into their back instead of hinging from the hips. That means that they're having a hard time finding that pelvic tilt forward. So they're depending on their spine to get their hands to the floor, which is not important in a forward fold so yeah the pelvic tilts actually help to engage the really deep low ab muscles and that helps with the pelvic floor obviously and that can help with the abs separation and then once your abs are feeling a bit stronger yoga is really about balance between strength and flexibility and mind body connection you don't want to just be making your abs as strong as possible and not working on the range of motion because that can also hurt your low back so things like back bends even really just simple ones can really help to increase the range of motion as well yeah again that's something you should definitely be talking to your doctor because there's different degrees of that separation that you can get. So if you have it pretty bad, you don't want to just go in with no guidance.
0: <laughs> I always advise people if they're not sure to check in with the doctor. For a mom, who wants to prepare for giving birth and prepare for after birth, can you do pregnancy yoga?
1: So generally speaking, it's great for most people, but once again, check with your doctor. You're not practicing, once again, to get into your splits or handstands at that stage of your practice. It really can help, again, with the hips, because that can be very helpful during labor. And actually, like we had mentioned before, cat and cow pose. So doing that a lot can really help get the baby into position. If you think mm-hmm. of your spine is like the hard part of your body and your belly's the soft part. So it's kind yes, of like of a, a hammock. So then the baby can kind of just slide into position and get their head downwards instead of being in a breech position. I'm not saying that could magically work for everybody, but it definitely is a tool you can use to help with getting or maintaining baby's good positioning.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've heard midwives saying to me that sometimes if they get into that position, it actually helps the movement, as you said, of the baby to move down the birth canal in the right way. I've heard midwives saying that if a mom's struggling with giving birth, if that's what they do, they just get down on their hands and knees and just gently move backwards and forwards. It actually does help. It's interesting to hear you saying that as a yoga teacher as well, that you can do that.
1: Yeah, when I was giving birth, I would have loved to have been in that position. I even asked my midwife if I could do that. I was induced. And so I had all these wires (laughs) and monitors all over me. So the monitor had to keep monitoring the baby. And it seemed for whatever reason... Any position I was in, except for lying on my back, the monitor wasn't working. So I had to be in the uncomfortable position.
0: <laughs> oh, I wonder how the baby felt. Yeah.
1: Luckily it was all pretty quick. I wasn't pushing for hours or anything. I think it was like 10 minutes luckily, but I wish I could have tried out the more comfortable position.
0: <laughs> you say pushing for 10 minutes from what you said there with yoga. If you've practiced yoga pre-pregnancy, and then you're struggling with pushing, is there a yoga move that can help with that process? So
1: during that phase, I found, luckily for me, because I've been practicing and teaching for so long, but I'm also naturally very flexible, that having my feet in those stirrups, it was easy for me to be in that position, because I'm flexible. So I feel like, the hip opening, and getting a better range of motion in the hips prior to labor. And that's not going to happen in a week. So that's something you want to be consistent with. That really helps. And in yoga, you obviously focus a lot on your breath. Mm. And at first, it's kind of hard, especially if a pose is difficult for you. You just feel like you're panting and sucking wind, basically. When you practice consistently and you end up understanding your breath more and how to use it to not feel like you're going to die in a pose <laughs> i found that really helped too cuz it was easy for me to breathe in a helpful way while i was pushing instead of holding my breath you know when you do a a hard thing it's a very common thing to just hold your breath <laughs> for whatever reason mm-hmm. when you learn through yoga not to do that it's really helpful so i found that very helpful as well in the Pushing phase.
0: (laughs) Mm -mm, Yeah. I asked because I've done a little bit, but I gave up because it wasn't working for me and I didn't really have a very good teacher to support me. I think my body needs to be shown how to do it, not just by watching somebody else, but somebody needs to actually hold my body and say, right, this is what you've got to do. Somebody needs to guide me through that process and, if necessary, hold that area. And say to me, right, well, you've got to breathe in now and you've got to breathe out. And once I've got that rhythm and I know what I'm doing, then my body's fine. But that's just the way I am.
1: I can relate to that so much because when I started, like I had said before, I'm very flexible, but I didn't know that I was way more flexible than the average person. So I didn't know that I was doing poses without good alignment and eventually kind of making my joints feel weird. I had to have a really good teacher tell me you shouldn't be doing that. And that's very not common. So somebody holding my hand at first to get me to understand what my body was doing. It mm-hmm. <laughs> was important. A lot of people find yoga to be a bit intimidating because there's this perception that you have to be so spiritual. And if you just want to exercise and you shouldn't be doing yoga and I like to try to dispel those judgments. I feel like yoga is for everybody. You just need to find the teacher that's right for you and not feel judgment in any way.
0: Because I, yeah, I mean, I know, I know what I've got to do. I mean, I, I sometimes sort of do meditations at night, and I, and I do do my breathing, but I just do it slowly, and I just do it in my own pace, and it wasn't I'm doing it right or wrong. You still, it's still good to do, but you've just got to be sort of aware of your breath and how it's working. Is that the same as yoga?
1: Yeah. And for me, like, that's another thing I like to try to avoid with like, you know, how you were saying right or wrong. Like, in my opinion, you're not doing anything wrong the way you're breathing. Mm -hmm. You might, there might be a more optimal way, Mm -hmm. but that can be also overwhelming, especially when you're just starting a, a teacher is telling you to align your foot this way and to engage this muscle this way and and to breathe a certain way. You're also supposed to be mindful of everything at the same time. It can be overwhelming. So mm-hmm. I like to try to piece it together. So if somebody's brand new, I'll just tell them the movements to do and help their body be in a safe position. It might not be the most perfect Instagram worthy pose you've ever seen but that's a starting point then once that muscle memory is created then you can work on advancing the pose or maybe you can work on your breathing in that pose or maybe you could work on the mind-body connection in that pose but you don't have to do it all at once because it's too overwhelming
0: (laughs) especially if you just have a baby as well and you're overwhelmed and you just know that you've got to get up and do something you know that it's what you've got to do But you're feeling overwhelmed on top of that. You're feeling exhausted, sleep deprived, frustrated, and you know you've got to do all that. Somebody telling you, right, this is what you've got to do, it's best to have somebody like you who does it gently and says, okay, just take your time and don't force anything.
1: Yeah, because if you're that type of person who's thinking many steps ahead and you start to feel overwhelmed. And then some people just feel like, oh, this is too overwhelming. I'm just not going to do it. And I don't want people to feel that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yoga is very good for you. And it's particularly good for postpartum moms. Yeah,
1: not even just for the movement. We're saying the overwhelm and the mental stress of a newborn. Uh, doing yoga, getting that movement in can also help at least a little bit bring some ease to your mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz it's meant to be relaxing and stress-free, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And once again, you have to manage expectations when you're a new mom. It might not be the most serene environment you've ever been in, but you know, maybe it can help a little bit.
0: <laughs> so, are there any other tips that you would give to a mom who Want to do experience yoga and they have just given birth. The baby was month one month old and they thought, I want to get into yoga. What tip would you give to a mom who wants you to do that?
1: So what I found around that stage is the babies aren't super mobile yet and they should be doing their tummy time as well. So getting them to do their little exercise, which would be the tummy time, and placing them maybe beside you, and you can maybe get a few movements in. I found that to be really helpful. Maybe they learn to roll over while you're doing that because they want to see your face. So it can be really cute while you're practicing as well. It gets a little bit harder when they start to crawl around. But my daughter is 22 months now. And the fun thing with her is I like to try to encourage independent play. So she'll be playing with her toys and I'll just pop into some poses beside her. And then she'll be looking at me and then she'll try to do it too which I think is just a wonderful way to introduce movement to her <laughs> other than mm. walking around and being a silly little toddler.
0: <laughs> I think that's good. And I'm a great believer in tummy time. I think tummy time is so important. And I'm always saying to mums that if you do tummy time with your child, and this is where the yoga comes in, if you're doing tummy time with your child. It's much more supportive. A mom lying next to their baby and actually doing moves with them because it encourages them because they like the contact. They like being close to you. They like hearing your voice. They like hearing you talking. They like watching you. I think what you're saying, having yoga in their tummy time is actually a very good thing for both mother and child.
1: Yeah, it's like a little exercise
0: time for the both of you. (laughs) And mirror play, doing it in front of a mirror, if the baby can actually learn to lift their head up whilst you're doing the yoga and actually look at you in the mirror, which can be fascinating for babies as well. A double good thing
1: about that, too, is if you have a big mirror that they can see and you're doing Mm. yoga by it, you can also look over at your alignment while you're doing it. And if you haven't been practicing for a long time, you might not know, but you could definitely tell in some poses like, oh, my back is really rounding here. I should try to find that tilt more or bring my shoulders back more. So the mirror mm-hmm. can be helpful for
0: you and the baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned tummy time with the yoga, because I think that's an important tip for mums. To realize that tummy time doesn't have to just be the baby. It can be you as well.
1: Yeah. And it can make it more fun for them because if you just put them down there and you're just standing there waiting for them to cry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and they do cry to begin with because babies find that different moves difficult like moms do when they're doing yoga. And like you do as a mom, you've just got to build it up gradually. And if they don't like it, let them roll over. Let them do what they need to do. You never know if you're doing yoga and they're lying on the back, they might actually roll over and watch you and try and do the yeah. nose themselves. Babies are very good at learning and observing. They're like sponges. Yeah.
1: Yes, they I was love- just going to say that. They just absorb everything. When my daughter was little, before she was crawling around, I would go into the basement and we had this really big mat that had pictures on it of a town with roads and little animals and stuff. So I just put a few toys on there and let her do tummy time and I did yoga on that mat but further away from her it was really cool to see eventually her roll over and before she started crawling she would just roll over and roll over and roll over until she was off the mat it's funny to see what they learn in such a short amount of time if you're practicing for like a month and you see the changes from when you first start.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And incorporating it all with your baby is good for communication. It's good for both mother and baby brain development, mind and body movements. It's great for yeah. all of those and it helps both of you, which I think is great.
1: Yeah. And like I said before, I encourage that independent play with my daughter. Even back then, she Mm. could be very clingy, but, you know, put those toys and just be close enough, but a little bit far away and just observe to see if she's going to be okay just playing with her toys on her own. And I'm not touching her. (laughs) It Mm. can be helpful because they get used to not needing to be held
0: 24-7. <laughs> yes. And they also get used to the fact that they know you're there and you're not leaving them. You're not deserting them. You're lying next to them and being with them and being close to them, which babies love. They love to be yes. close to you. But it's also good to encourage them, as you say, the independent play, but the independent play where you're doing something at the same time. Yes. You're being independent, <laughs> but they're also being independent.
1: Yeah. There's so many times you hear that phrase of, oh, get stuff done when the baby is napping. And that's not always realistic because some babies Mm. really need those contact naps or maybe you need to nap and that's the only time you can nap is when they're napping. So if you can exercise with them while they're in tummy time, then you can also get a nap in when they're napping.
0: (laughs) Well, exactly. And I think that would be a good key for a first time mom because knowing that there are times you don't have to nap when they're napping. If you're working with your mind and body and relaxing when they're on tummy time, you're supporting your mind and body so that when you do have a nap, you'll have a better, relaxing, more beneficial sleep, even if it's only 20 minutes because your mind is rested and your body is relaxed.
1: Yeah. And I know at least I needed that at that point.
0: Well, thank you for all your wonderful tips. I've really enjoyed hearing all these good tips and I'm glad that we've included tummy time in it as well for months because I think that's really important. So you mentioned your online course and your virtual course. So if somebody wanted to touch base with you, how would they go about doing that?
1: So my website is stretchloveyoga.com and all of my offerings are on there. And I actually have like a little free PDF on there as well. If you go to stretchloveyoga.com slash flexibility secrets, if you want to connect with me on Instagram, it's at stretchloveyogi. So Y-O-G-I. And yeah, I'd love to chit chat with you if you are interested.
0: Well, thank you, Devin, for being on my podcast. I've really enjoyed talking to you and thank you for supporting the first-time mums out there who need that help, this movement. So thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was such a lovely chat.
0: <laughs> wow. Devin certainly shared some great tips during our chat and I highly suggest checking out her flexibility secrets freebie that she mentioned during our chat. I've included links to this and Devon's website and social media in the show notes, which can be found at mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash 130. mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash 130. I've also included links to other First Time Mums Chats episodes, which I'm sure you will find of interest to help you during your postpartum recovery and healing. I also show each episode on the First Time Mums chat Instagram page, And you'll hear me chatting live with folks I've interviewed from time to time. Please support me by following me and I look forward to meeting you during one of my lives. Next week I'll be wearing my baby massage hat and we'll be talking about the importance of talking to your baby and giving them positive touch. Be sure to listen to this episode when it comes out and please subscribe to First Time Mums Chat by your favorite platform so that you can get quick and easy access to all our episodes when they are live.